This link with the past was becoming harder to hold on to, though, as she found herself unexpectedly in the public eye. She had had thirteen months and four hundred and sixty performances to get used to being the author of the most popular play in London, but fame still tasted strange to her. Richard of Bordeaux had brought success, but success brought a relinquishing of privacy, which, though necessary, was not easily or willingly given. Every time she journeyed south, she felt torn between the celebrity that awaited her in London and the ties which kept her in Inverness, and knew she was not truly comfortable with either. But during the miles in between, for a few precious hours, she could still remember how it had felt to be seventeen and sure of what she wanted. Today, though, anonymity vanished even earlier than expected, when a pleasant-looking young woman boarded the train at Berwick-upon-Tweed and slid back the door to Josephine's carriage. She struggled apologetically with her luggage, but a gentleman quickly stood to help her wrestle a large, beautifully embroidered travelling bag into the overhead luggage rack, and she smiled gratefully at him when he offered up his window seat. As the girl settled herself in, Josephine gazed at her in fascination, but it was not so much her features that drew attention as the remarkable hat that framed them, a cloche made of fine black straw which was accentuated on one side by a curled white ostrich feather flecked with beige and brown and attached by a long black-tipped hat pin. It was hardly the sort of thing that Josephine would ever wear herself, and it made her own plain velvet seem bland in comparison, but she admired its delicate beauty nonetheless. The young woman nodded brightly at her, and Josephine returned to her paper, but as she scanned the racing pages, she was uncomfortably conscious of being watched. When she looked up, the girl turned hurriedly back to her magazine, acutely embarrassed at having been caught, and began to study its pages with exaggerated interest. Aware that the journey would be more relaxed for both of them if she smoothed the moment over, Josephine broke the ice. You know, I often think that for all the nonsense these racing pundits talk, I could get a job doing it myself, she said. The girl laughed, delighted to have a chance at conversation. As long as it doesn't take you away from the stage, she replied, and as she noticed Josephine surprised, looked aghast at her own familiarity. I'm sorry to disturb you, she continued, and I really don't want to be a nuisance but I've just got to say something. It is you, isn't it? I recognized you straight away from that lovely article. What a wonderful coincidence!